Hello again and welcome back to the Proper Specs Football Podcast Promotions, part of the show. Happy New Year. I hope everyone is out there safe and sound and you are celebrating your new year. Time to promote those that I love. And hey, Nails by Imani, check my daughter out in Jonesboro, Georgia. The address is as follows, 258 South Main Street, Suite F. Jonesboro, Georgia, 30236. The best, absolute best nail technician in or outside of the 285 perimeter in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Jonesboro, Georgia. Check out the missus. Her crafting email is forcedcraftsdesigns at gmail.com. Once again, that is F-O-R-R-E-S-T-C-R-A-F-T-S. D-E-S-I-G-N-S at gmail.com. You can also check out her website, and that is the online beautyboutique.com for heavenly hair. Shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Once again, that is shopneolife.com forward slash forest health. Check her out there as well. Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Look him up. Check him out. And finally, but certainly not last, me. The Prophet's Picks 2019 is the Instagram handle. The Prophet's Picks at gmail.com is my email. And last but certainly not least, I am on Twitter as well, Prophet underscore Picks. And you can listen to my podcast show on every single podcast platform there is known to man. And soon to come, I will be on Pandora. Everybody stay safe out there and enjoy the show that's coming up right now. One. All right. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Province Fix Football Podcast Show. Monday Night Football Super Wild Wild Card Round Weekend Conclusion. And oh my God, man! On last night, if you were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the bad side of things, things were in fact extremely wild. Wild in a bad way. And if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan, and shockingly, I have not heard or seen one single Dallas Cowboy fan post on today. And I don't know if it's because I was plugged into my job a thousand percent or the Dallas Cowboys knows what's coming this upcoming weekend against The number two seed in the AFC, in the NFC side of things, the San Francisco 49ers, they know what's coming. And uh, with that being said, it is Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023. And uh, Happy New Year. The expiration date on the phrase Happy New Year, it has arrived. I mean, it's literally the 17th of January. So. If there is someone that you have not said Happy New Year to by now, then um, that's on you. But 
It's 6.30 p.m. Atlantic Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. Good evening, late afternoon. Welcome back to the Problems Fix Football Podcast show on the East Coast. In my time zone, the time zone in which I was born in, but not the same state and or town. I'm coming to you from Houston, Texas, the Prophets Pick Studios, forward slash media centers on a Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023. It is approximately uh, now 4.31 p.m. Mountain Time, and it is uh, 3.31 p.m. Pacific. Good afternoon. Welcome back to your podcast show, my podcast show, our podcast show, the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show, postseason edition, three postseason primetime games, Saturday night, Sunday night, and last night, Monday night, and on yesterday afternoon, early evening, I gave the results of the Saturday night game between the 5th seed Chargers and 4th seed Jaguars and as well on yesterday afternoon early evening while the Monday night football game between the 5th seed Cowboys and 4th seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers began I gave the results show between the uh, 6th seed Baltimore Ravens and the three seed Cincinnati Bengals. And once again, it is Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023. And right now I'm getting ready to give you the results of the final game in six wild card games this past super duper NFL wild wild card weekend in the NFL, and I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. My day was great. It was quiet. It was peaceful. It was busy, but it was extremely, and I can't emphasize the word extremely enough, and I also can't emphasize the word productive enough. The day today was extremely productive for me, and I thank God for that. There were not a lot of distractions. There was not a lot of drama. There was not a lot of crap going on and uh, it was very peaceful even though it was very busy and it was extremely productive and uh, with all that being said Anchorage Alaska what's up welcome back to the show I will reel you in as I do every single podcast show and I will do that four more times hopefully if my stomach and my mind says the same as I will give you all the winners in the Elite Eight Divisional round, week 20. Call it what you want to call it. Bottom line is 14, four games has to be played between two, four, six, eight teams, the elite eight, to decipher who will go to the conference championship round. And then the conference championship round will decipher who will be in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, February the 12th. But before we can get to those four prediction shows, only four prediction shows for the upcoming week, week 20 in the NFL, I got to give you the results of last night's game. And my prediction was Tampa Bay 20, 
17 over the Dallas Cowboys in the 22nd meeting of all time between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott and that defense, they had other ideas. 31-14 was the final on last night. Unbelievable. 30-14. Aloha. Hawaii. Honolulu, Hawaii. Waikiki, Hawaii. Maui, Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, all of the Hawaiian Islands, Aloha. It is approximately 1.35 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time on a Tuesday. Late, already late in the month of January. Well, as I forestated a few moments ago, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, they got their you-know-what's handed to them on last night. And um, this is the reason that I don't bet on the NFL. You know, going into the wildcard round, I specifically, on purpose, for a purpose, went with every single home team in the wildcard round. Santa Clara, California, I went with the 49ers against the Seahawks Saturday. This past weekend, I went with the Jaguars Saturday night in Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. And then Sunday, I went with the Buffalo Bills, Orchard Park, Buffalo, New York. I was right in the first three. Minnesota, it was up in the air. It was kind of hard to predict, but you kind of had an idea who was going to win that football game. I really thought it was going to be Minnesota. I did. But there was that little small seed of doubt because the Giants kept that Christmas Eve game close with the Minnesota Vikings on Saturday, December 24th, 2022. And it was in that game that the New York Giants had the confidence and built the confidence and knew that if they had to see Minnesota again later on down the road, and the only way that was going to see them again later on down the road was was going to be in the postseason, they was going to be able to defeat the Minnesota Vikings. And that's what they did. And that was one of two games I got wrong in the wildcard weekend. I bounced back on Sunday night, but the way that I bounced back, nobody could have predicted that. Sam Hubbard, Ohio State Buckeye alum, took a stripped fumble at the goal line, 98 yards, and scored the game-winning touchdown. And that was absolutely and totally amazing. The way that that game unfolded, the way that that game ended, it was absolutely amazing. And, um... Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. This is what people don't understand. And I've been paying attention to social media as I always do. Each and every week. Before the NFL. After NFL games are played. And this is the one thing that I notice. A lot of the Bengals fans. Bengal fans specifically are saying that. You know the toughest defense. 
that the Bengals are going to face is going to be the Ravens defense. For the remainder of the playoffs, the Bengals offense is not going to face a more difficult defense than the one that they faced this past Sunday night. I beg your pardon. 49ers was the number one defense in points allowed all season long. The Ravens were in the top 10, but they were not number one at any point in time in points allowed this season. And if they were, it immediately fell to the wayside after they allowed the Dolphins to come back, my Miami Dolphins to come back in that victory in Baltimore, Maryland early in the season. So, Bengals fans, I'm not jealous. I'm not hating. Yeah, my Dolphins got beat on Saturday afternoon, on Sunday afternoon, the first game in the postseason this past Sunday. But look, you guys got to understand, I predicted that the Dolphins would lose that game. I'm not a homer. I learned years ago while living in Miami Gardens, Florida, it's important to not be a homer. It's important to be aware, alert, mentally dialed in with your NFL team. It's very important to know what's going on because homer fans believe that their team is going to win the Super Bowl every single year and that just is not reality. Homer fans believe that their team in August of every single year will in fact be a postseason contending team every single season. And that's just not reality. And um, at the end of the day, if you would have told me that the Dallas Cowboys was going to throttle the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last night, 31 to 14, I would have told you that you are on some good stuff. Because look, here's the thing, right? Yes, the NFL has turned to offense. Yes, the rules in the NFL are um, relayed to um, be in favor of quarterbacks, protecting the quarterbacks, offense, points scored. We all know that. But when it comes to the postseason, we all know defense wins championships. Right? The Rams defense finished it for that Super Bowl last year in their home stadium. Everybody remembers that. They finished it. They were tired. They were worn out. But they had that extra gear, that final overdrive throttle in that game that allowed them to finish it. Pressure Joe Burrow just enough. Get the last pressure, get that last sack, and ultimately win the game against the Bengals. And at the end of the day, in the wild card round, all of these defensive final scores that I had going into the weekend, 27-17, 49ers over the Seahawks, 20-16, Jags over the Chargers, 26-17, Bills over my Miami Dolphins, 27-24, Vikings over the Giants. I was wrong. The Giants won that football game 31-34 in a shootout. 31-24, excuse me, in a shootout. Um, 19-16, Bengals over the Ravens. And then last night, 20-17, Buccaneers over the Dallas Cowboys. I was wrong. 
Dallas Cowboys won 31-14. I was absolutely and totally wrong basically the entirety of the weekend. 49ers scored 41 points on Saturday. The Jags had to score one point more than the Chargers in order to win their game. 31-30 there. Buffalo Bills scored 34. New York Giants, G-Men, they scored 31 points. Dallas Cowboys on last night scored 31 points. And to end my discussion and my point and go ahead and give you the results of last night's game, Cincinnati Bengals scored 24 points. Cincinnati Bengals had the lowest amount of points scored in a winning game. So maybe this is what the Ravens fans mean when they say this is the best defense that they that the Bengals will face in the entirety of the postseason. But again, I beg your different. And I'm going to talk about this in the prediction shows coming up later on tonight. I'm going to push it forward tonight. I'm going to push it forward. I'm going to do all four divisional round prediction shows tonight. No matter how long it takes, no matter how weak my voice gets, and there's no reason why my voice should get weak because I have not been talking a lot to anyone at any point in time the last two weeks, quite frankly. I'm going to get all four prediction shows completed on tonight immediately following this show. And trust me, they're not going to be that long. But going into last night and what happened on last night, I mean, 35 for 66, 351 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception. Tom Brady, are you kidding me? At 45, there is a conglomerate that says that, you know what? Tom Brady is not going to be able to keep this up. There is another conglomerate that says, Tom Brady, please come back one more year. Please, we beg of thee. Your greatness will never be duplicated. And I'm in that realm. I'm in the realm of the greatness that Tom Brady has shown will not be duplicated. I'm sorry, but I'm in that crowd. I just am. It's never been seen before. Early on, I had to deal with the fact that, okay, you know what? They're pretty good. And then I dealt with the fact that, okay, you know what? I hate these guys. They make me sick. Give somebody another opportunity to win. And then I matured and I understood what was going on. I said, you know what? If you don't want them to continue to win every single year, you know what? God dog it. Do what you're supposed to do and freaking stop them. And now I'm at the point in my life where, you know what? I can't hate on this. Appreciate the greatness. And it's funny because I put that on social media on Sunday before the game on last night. And somebody laughed at my comment. And I'm like, dude, look, (laughs) you're a hater. You're a hater. What Tom Brady has done. We're in the last and evil days. Jesus is going to crack the freaking sky pretty soon. And at the end of the day, 
the greatness that Jordan had, no, LeBron James is not Jordan. He never will be. He never was. In order to be Jordan, you have to be with one team and win six championships with those teams. Period. End of discussion. I don't want to hear any debate on that. That was the standard that was set by Michael Jordan. Same thing with Wilt Chamberlain. Okay? It's the same thing. LeBron LeBron James is a great NBA player, but he was never with the Cleveland Cavaliers all six years to get six championships because he was with my Miami Heat for a few of those championship rings that he got. And that's the point that I'm making. Tom Brady got six Super Bowl rings with one NFL franchise. It's easier and NBA fans don't come at me with that foolishness. It is easier to do it in the NBA, especially in that time and dispensation, than it is to do it in the NFL. The number one reason is in the NBA, you got guaranteed contracts. Players Association is a lot stronger in the NBA than it is in the NFL, which is the NFL PA, Players Association. <clears throat> Excuse me. The labor agreement, all of that is a lot better in the NBA. Okay? First and second guaranteed contracts to ever be recognized and mentioned literally just happened last year with Deshaun Watson, of course, and Lamar Jackson. So at the end of the day, don't come at me with ignorance because I know what I'm talking about before I start recording my podcast shows. And I'm not saying that out of arrogance or pride or boastfulness. I'm just saying, I know what I'm talking about before I start recording these shows. Whichever subject that I go into detail about, I know about it before I record. I'm not going to just hop on a podcast show like I used to do back in the year of 2019 and not know what I'm talking about before I start talking about it. So at the end of the day, you got to understand how difficult it is to win multiple championships in a team-oriented sport in an era of free agency, in an era where owners can trade players away. They can just basically do a fire sale if they want to, quite frankly. Tom Brady has won seven. He has bested LeBron James. He has bested Michael Jordan. The seventh one was with the Buccaneers, but he is still bested it. And not only that, Michael Jordan was okay at 45. Tom Brady still leading teams to the postseason at 45. In a more physical, more dangerous sport in the NFL. But on last night, the Buccaneers and Brady got throttled for the sake of time and for the more important specific reason I did say I will give you all four divisional round week 20 elite eight winners on today Tuesday January 17 2023 I will not go through every single statistical number that I normally do go through with in a results show 
but I'm going to go through the main numbers and I will start with Dallas leading at the end of the first quarter, six to nothing. Missed field goal by Brett Mayhar. Second quarter, two touchdowns for the Dallas Cowboys. 12 points scored in the second quarter. And this is what it should have been. Seven points in the first quarter, 14 points in the second quarter, 21 to zip at the half. But Brett, Brett Maher missed not three, but four consecutive extra point field goals. And kickers in the NFL, if it gets in their head that they are missing field goals and they're just not getting it done, if it gets in their head, guess what? It's too late. It's too late. And after Brett Maher missed that second one, it was too late. It was too late. And um, I don't know. As of right now, if he's still with the Dallas Cowboys, I can quickly pull up the Dallas Cowboys roster. But I won't be surprised if I get an alert because that's the number one thing that every single sports entity was looking for this morning, quite frankly. Last night, when the game ended, will Brett Maher get released after missing four extra points? He missed more extra points last night in one game than he missed the entirety of the season. And that just cannot happen. It just can't happen. Brett Maher is 6'1". 183 pounds, 33 years of age. This is his fifth year in the NFL from the University of Nebraska, which in the heart of the United States of America, the flatlands, the plains, it's cold in the wintertime. It's windy. Weather is unpredictable. It's really hard to play football in. That is the perfect kicker that you want to have for an NFL postseason. Especially if you're a wild card team. And uh, yeah, we are on the red alert lookout for the Dallas Cowboys to have a new kicker before they go to Santa Clara, California. Because look, here's the thing. Last weekend on Saturday, it was raining in Santa Clara. It was windy. The sun did come out. But who's to say that the rain won't come out again and make another appearance this weekend? Who's to say that? Who's to say that the game will start off nice and sunny this weekend on Sunday night? Fox Network, number two seed 49ers hosting the number five seed Dallas Cowboys. Who's to say that it won't be nice and Sunday, cool, clear, calm, and collective? And then, bam, out of nowhere, here comes the thunderstorms off of the Pacific Ocean from the Pacific South Southwest headed North, northeast, and hitting Santa Clara up like a mug with bad weather. Who's to say that won't happen? And see, these are things that the surface NFL fan won't think about. And these are things that I think about the week before an NFL game. These are things that coaches have to think about, especially the special teams coach and the head coach after a game like Brett Mayhar had. On last night. And I'm not rooting for Mayhar to lose his job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying fire him. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is 
whatever the mental block was on last night in Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg, Florida was, it needs to be dealt with. And it needs to be dealt with before I recorded this show on tonight, January the 17th, 2023. All right. It was a 18 to nothing lead at the half because Brett Mayhar missed three field goals in the first half. That was the only thing that went wrong with the Dallas, for the Dallas Cowboys on last night. They were on a roll. They were steamrolling the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm just sitting there watching the game. And I'm just in disgust. Yeah... I got the Giants and Minnesota Vikings game wrong on Saturday afternoon. The sandwiched game that was in between the Sunday night football game and the one o'clock game this past Sunday. But it's Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady. And last night was specific proof that at the age of 38, 37, 39, 40, 41, 42, you need help. You need a support team. You need people that you know and you know well. Even if you don't know them for years, you need to know them well enough that they will support you and help you and carry you with whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're trying to build, whatever it is you're trying to go through. You need a support team because I'm only 42 and I need a support team. Tom Brady is 45. He needs a support team. No matter what team he ends up being on, if he continues his career in August of this year, he's going to need help. He's going to need a support team. He's going to need assistance. And it was a 6-6 tie in the third quarter. Cowboys got six points. Again, Brett Mayhar missed a field goal. He missed the fourth to one. Buccaneers got six points in the fourth quarter. Third quarter, excuse me. Fourth quarter, Buccaneers got eight points. They had to get eight points in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. It was 31-6, to ladies and germs, before the Dallas Cowboys got that touchdown for the two-point conversion in the fourth and final quarter of last night's game. That was just absolutely and totally, utterly abysmal of a performance. Now, let me say this. Glazier family, the owners of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, please don't do what the Houston Texans did and fire a good NFL coach. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Levy Smith and the Texans didn't win one single home game, which is literally almost unheard of in the NFL. But the Buccaneers... With Brady and the power, and I would argue he has too much power in Tampa, it's a whole different story. Todd Bowles was an NFL head coach. He was a good NFL head coach in a very bad market, bad franchise, bad ownership with the New York Jets. If you don't believe me, look at what happened with the New York Jets this year. It's a constant cycle of dysfunction. Dysfunctional people franchises owners do dysfunctional things it repeats every single year and a lot of times we're so deceived 
that we're in a cycle of dysfunction. We're so focused on others that we don't realize that we're in a cycle of dysfunction ourselves. And at the end of the day, Todd Bowles, he was with a dysfunctional NFL franchise in the New York football Jets. And once again, I have to tell you all, the Jets were in second place of the AFC East this year. And look how they finished. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. You're going to start strong. That's great. That's wonderful. Good. Kudos. Great for you. But you also want to finish strong. You want to finish better than you started. And that's what the NFL tournament is all about. And the final on the last night was 31-14. Buccaneers had 24 first downs. Cowboys had 26. Believe it or not, Dallas Cowboys defense had two penalties that awarded Beg your pardon, the Buccaneers defense had two penalties that awarded Cowboys offense two first downs in that game on last night. The Cowboys had 13 third downs. They converted seven. Buccaneers had 18. They converted 10. They had the football a total of 80 times. We got to remember, Tom Brady threw the football 66 freaking times on last night. So many times that, you know what, I didn't even finish the game on last night. I went to bed. There was no reason to stay up and finish watching that. I felt embarrassed for Tom Brady. I felt embarrassed for the Buccaneers. Look how far they have fallen. They were literally the first team in NFL history to win a Super Bowl championship in their home stadium. We got to understand, ladies and germs, that has never, ever happened in NFL history. And it happened in a year of COVID-19. And to do what they did on last night, Buccaneers finished 8-10 on the year. When you're in the postseason, your victories continue on. The same with your losses. And at the top of the hour in the Central Standard Time Zone, at 6 o'clock here, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, 4 Pacific, once again, Anchorage, Alaska, this is the Monday Night Football Results Show Super Wild Wild Card Weekend. 2 p.m. in Hawaii, all of the Hawaiian Islands, Hana, uh, Aloha, Honolulu is the capital. I am giving you the statistics breakdown of the game on last night between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. And all of the numbers go to the Cowboys. Cowboys are now 13-5 and five on the year. And this is what I want to say to all Cowboy fans. You are now entering another level of competition. Don't think just because you stomped a mud hole in a 45-year-old quarterback, a beat-up offense, offensive line, and a team that has been in disarray, dysfunction, and disharmony all year long, that that's going to happen when you go to San Francisco. San Francisco's year was not the same as the Buccaneers' year. Don't fall in that deception. Don't fall into that vanity. And I'm looking at social media right now. Cowboys fans, they are going in like as if they won the Super Bowl last night. 
Temper your enthusiasm, man. This is a fan of a team that was up in the Super Bowl 28-3. Don't get your balls kicked in, Cowboys fans, this weekend. And then have the nerve to get mad a week from today when people are clowning you because of how embarrassed of a loss you suffered against a greater talented NFL team. This is another level with the 49ers. This is the upper echelon. You have to show you are hungrier than the 49ers. And right now, I don't think you're hungrier. You guys got a week 19 regular season game on last night against the Buccaneers. That was not a postseason game. I'm sorry. It wasn't. It it wasn't. And that's the bottom line. That's And that's my opinion. And you know what? I'm entitled to my opinion. This is my podcast show. And the Cowboys had 69 total plays of offense last night. Once again, Buccaneers had 80. Here's the thing. Cowboys had 69 total plays last night for 425 total yards. That's rushing and passing. Buccaneers had 80 for only 386. And one offensive drive more than the Cowboys 11 to the Cowboys 10. That was not a playoff team last night. It just wasn't. It would have been a better game if the Cowboys went against the Detroit Lions on last night. It would have been a better game if the Dallas Cowboys went up against the Green Bay Packers on last night. It would have been a better game if the Dallas Cowboys went up against the Commanders or the Seattle Seahawks on last night. I'm sorry, Buccaneers fans. It is what it is. Dak Prescott lit y'all behinds up. 25 completions, 33 attempts, 305 passing yards. 9.2 was the average per completion. Four touchdown passes, no interceptions thrown. Dak Prescott was sacked once last night for a loss of eight yards. Quarterback rating of 96.5. Overall rating of 143.3. Pollard got 77 yards rushing. Cowboys as a team, 35-128, 3.7-per rushing touchdown was for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott had a total of five touchdowns, four passing, one rushing. Tight ends, wide receivers, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs for the Dallas Cowboys, 25 receptions, 305 receiving yards, 12.2-per, four touchdown receptions, two to Dalton Schultz, who had seven for 95. And then a touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb, was all by his freaking self. Not a Buccaneer within 10 yards of him. Michael Gallup. Way to bounce back from a knee injury, my friend. And this is somebody speaking from experience with a knee injury. He had a touchdown reception as well. Buccaneers. Brady. Completed 35 passes. 66 pass attempts. Threw for 351 yards. 5.3 5.3 was the average per two touchdown passes, an interception thrown two times. He was sacked for a loss of 17 yards. Quarterback rating 24.1 overall rating 72.2. 52 yards of rushing. It's pathetic. Godwin. 10 receptions, 85 yards. Julio Jones, formerly of the Falcons and the Titans, by the way. 7 for 74. A touchdown reception. 
Buccaneers receivers, tight ends, H-backs, fullbacks, running backs, 35 receptions, 351 receiving yards, averaging 10 per catch. Two touchdown receptions, tight end Cameron Brate, and I was blowing up Cameron Brate last night with touchdown receptions and yards with the Buccaneers. I don't know what the real-life Buccaneers is doing. I was doing that on Madden last night, just blowing opposing defenses off the field with Cameron Brate. Look, man, he is not utilized how he needs to be. Okay, he's just not, and he's getting late in his NFL career. But thank God he already has a Super Bowl ring. Thank you, Jesus. Because if he was on any of these other NFL offenses that utilizes the tight end a lot better, Cameron Brait will be a top five tight end in the NFL year in and year out. And that's just the truth, Ruth. Brady fumbled last night. He recovered it. Devin Tompkins, rookie receiver, fumbled. It was recovered. There were two fumbles on last night by the Buccaneers. They did not lose a single one. Leighton Vander Esch and Associates. That is a law firm in the city of Dallas, Texas. No, I'm just kidding. That is a Dallas Cowboys linebacker um, who really wants to think about if the Cowboys do, in fact, make it to the Super Bowl and win it. He really wants to probably think about retiring. He's had a lot of injuries, a lot of severe, serious injuries. He's had a neck injury. And I don't think you want to play with the neck and the head. And Leighton Vanderesh has had a lot. It's not my business or my job to tell people what to do with their professional careers, but I'm thinking with my neck and my head, Tua Tungvaloa, Leighton Vanderesh. Love that name, by the way. Vanderesh. So awesome. He had nine total tackles last night, five solo, two passes defense. Dallas Cowboys as a team, 62 total team tackles, 46 solo, two sacks, five tackles for a loss, 12 passes defense, six quarterback hits to go with the two sacks on Tom Brady. They were absolutely lit on last night. And so was Tom Brady because he just did not have any time to do anything that he needed to do and or wanted to do. Levante David, 14 total tackles, 9 solo, quarterback hit. Mike Edwards, the former... Who did Mike Edwards play for before he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I think it was the New York football Giants. Let me look that up really quickly. But last night, 10 total tackles, 6 solo, a pass defense. Buccaneers as a team defensively, 6-8 total team tackles, 47 solo, 1 sack, 4 tackles for a loss, 2 pass defense, Five quarterback hits to go with those one sack on Dak Prescott. Guess what? It just was not enough. J. Warren Curse got that only interception off of Mr. Tom freaking fracking Brady. Mike Edwards. His career. Mike Edwards. Went to the University of Kentucky. He was a third round draft pick. 99th overall. And Mike Edwards is a safety. He's in his fourth year. And from what I'm seeing here, he was drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I was wrong. He was never with the Green Bay Packers or the New York Giants. I'm thinking about somebody else, obviously, right? Drafted by the Buccaneers in 2019, and he's been with the Buccaneers since. Good place to be in. Tom Brady comes to Tampa. 
Super Bowl victory. Divisional round last year, Rams beat them. Wild card round last night, Cowboys beat them. You need a quarterback, Buccaneers, or you need to get a better support team. I can't emphasize that enough. You need a better support team around Tom Brady if he's going to come back this year. I was wrong on last night, and I don't have a problem saying so. I go to 11-7 on Monday Night Football overall on the year. 0-1 on Monday Night Football in prime time. 12-7 Sunday Night Football overall on the year. 1-0 Sunday Night Football in the postseason. 3-0 Sunday Night, Saturday Night Football in the regular season. 4-0 overall. 1-0 in the postseason. I know there's a lot of numbers to keep up with, but Wild Card Weekend has come to an end. I went 4-2 overall. Overall on the year, my record, postseason included, 167 games predicted correctly, 102 incorrect. Last night's game, Vikings and Giants game, this past weekend, two ties, prime time. There were three prime time games. I went two and one this past weekend in prime time, 36 and 22. Everybody stay safe out there. Division around predictions coming up right now. One.